Hey, Harmonic family. Do you have a business looking for advertising or sponsorship opportunities? Why not advertise with Harmonics with Gregory Correa? Advertisements at competitive rates and sponsorships are available. Need help creating an ad? We can help with that too. Visit us on Facebook at Harmonics with Gregory Correa. Greetings and welcome to another show of Harmonics. Today's guest, a local favorite, Sonic Tsunami. Please welcome on my show tonight is none other than Salvador Ayala. How are you, brother? I can't complain. Whoa, give me five. Oh, hey, right on, right. Don't leave me hanging. Hey, you know what? It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, we're going to talk about your life and um, how it all started, what you're doing now. A middle part, or a, you know, an Indian part, and we're going to show some of the videos that you've done. What are the names of the two show? I mean, the two songs that you're going to show us. Uh, the first one's "Fountain of Love," and the second one is "There Comes a Time." Oh, I like both of them. Nice. I like that, man. So, Sal, in your life, and I know you're a performing musician now, and at the present and the past. How did you get started playing music? Well, basically. Um, I, you know, first always wanted to play football and become a football player, but then school didn't go exactly right. And then um, a lot of my friends, they started getting guitars and whatnot, and parents were getting them lessons and everything like that. And I kind of just wanted to be in the band. So eventually I got myself a bass and um, started playing with my friends and whatnot. And, um, you know, basically I remember also I watched the, the movie The Doors and, uh, it was really inspirational because I was, as I was watching the movie, I realized that this gentleman, you know, Jim Morrison, had passed away, but yet his music was still living on. Yes. So, and it kind of occurred to me that if, if you write a good song, that it basically it, it can transpire forever, it can last forever, and people, even after you pass on, your music will live on. And uh, I just felt like I had a, a lot to say, you know, with my. Uh, with my lyrics and whatnot, so basically I just started writing, writing lyrics, and as we were writing music, I, I you know, practiced uh, putting it together, and um, you know, putting the the lyrics to the the songs and stuff like that. And I would sit in my room and just practice and practice. Didn't really know I would ever be able to sing and play, but by the grace of God, it one day it just kind of came to me, mm -hmm. and um, and then it just just started uh, pouring out, you know. And then basically I just realized. With the music, I could actually make a difference in the world and uh, travel the world, see the world, and inspire people to believe in themselves and to believe in their dreams, you know. And if you, you know, with the power of God, you can do anything. And Most so, definitely. That's a great answer, what you just said. So, your musical instrument, you were saying that you're writing lyrics in your bedroom or in your home somewhere. Um, what was your first instrument, or what, what do you play now? Basically, it was a bass guitar, and you know, all my friends were really good at gu guitar, mm -hmm. and so they could all play like Stairway to Heaven and all the leads and stuff like that. And I just kind of wanted to just be in the band, so I started playing the bass mm -hmm. and whatnot. And um, but then I, I, you know, I 
we kept trying um, singers out, but it wasn't really working out. Either they could write lyrics, but they couldn't sing, or they could sing really good, but they couldn't write lyrics. So I just started writing uh, the lyrics and whatnot. And then eventually I started uh, playing the acoustic guitar and whatnot, and uh, just just rhythms and stuff like that. But I uh, wrote a lot of songs and whatnot, and then I'd bring them to, the, to my guys, and um, who were really good musicians. And I always just told them that, you know, um, I bring the spark, but you guys make it a fire. So, and, and together we uh, collaborated and we came up with a lot of good stuff. And I think a lot of good uh, music um, and songs that one day, you know, could be on the, be hits. Most definitely. So I've listened to some of your stuff. You do a lot of your own, uh, I've listened to your music because we've, we've talked uh, a numerous times. I've watched some of your videos. You do that too? You do all the production in that? Or Not necessarily have... the production. I just in visual, visualize it and I wrote out the screenplay and then, um, you know, had the actors in and whatnot. I built a lot of the props and everything like that. I just kind of had the vision. I really am not very computer savvy mm -hmm. or even the with the cameras and all that stuff, but I, I had the vision. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I just kind of wrote out the screen, screenplays and then, you know, got the actors and actresses and uh, kind of coordinated and semi-directed uh, the video, well, actually the second one. The first one, we had um, a director and whatnot and three cinematographers. The second one, we just had one uh, cinematographer and then I did most of the directing mm -hmm. and whatnot, but um, yeah. Very well done. Thank you. Very well done. So what is happening right now in present time with you? You're, you've, you've been, I think you guys just played uh, a couple local uh, clubs. Mm -hmm. Who is in the band now and what? how many pieces do you have? you know, are in the band right at this moment? Basically, it's uh, still a power trio. Um, I got Adam Hernandez, he's playing guitar. Mm -hmm. And um, I got Ernesto Solorizano. It goes by Neto. Uh, he's been in the scene a long time, mm -hmm. too. Uh, he used to be in a band called Just Us and mm -hmm. uh, God's Outlaw and stuff like that. So he just came on board a few months ago and he's, you know, done a tremendous job since he joined the band. and. Uh, you know, it's just, just trying to make the dream come true, you know, just, you know, quitters never win and winners never quit. So, just never. so what, do, what do you see in this pathway that you're moving towards right now? The scene has opened up. How was COVID for you? Let's, let's go back to a reality thing. COVID kind of like shut down the whole industry, what we know. Uh, how did you, what, did you basically just create or were you trying to get out there and play because a lot of things were closed so what were you doing during the COVID time uh it's funny that you asked that because um basically you know I was sitting at home and didn't really have anything going on but i, I have a you know a lot of music and whatnot mm -hmm. and so i was sitting at home with my girlfriend and my daughter and um you know wanting to get something going so then i went and i found a rehearsal spot over in fremont rhl okay. and um you know my buddy todd got rest his soul now mm. passed on and uh but talked to him and he actually had a space available for me and so he let me he's like you know so baby i got you you know just go ahead and get in moved in get everything dialed in and then you know you can pay start paying me next month and i was like right on todd i really appreciate that so basically i started building this studio i had got some sound panels from my boss because we do office modular furniture okay. and um you know 
basically, I remember, I remember my girlfriend asked me, and she was just like, well, why are you building a studio when you don't even have a band right now? And then I just... The vision. The vision, and I just kind of like how they say in the, in the Bible, you know, build it and they will come, you know? And so basically, and she said, well, who do you want to be in your band? And I thought about it, and I said, you know what? I want somebody who wants to be in the band. I really don't care who it is, but long as they want to be a part of it, and they believe in... in, in and our music and, and my music. And um, and so, by the grace of God, you know, uh, I brought in Adam and uh, his good friend, uh, Steve Perry. He was in the band for almost a year and helped us get everything going, get us back on, on track. And then he just recently had to leave, you know, due to family issues and whatnot. He uh, wanted to spend more time with his family and that was under understandable, so we, uh, asked Ernesto if he would like to be a part of it, and so he did. But basically, I uh, just took that time during COVID to, to build the studio and to get the guys together, the new group, and uh, basically get tight. And then as soon as the bar started opening up, then we, we, we started uh, you know playing out, wetting our feet, and uh, just seeing if people were going to be interested in, mm -hmm. in the new stuff. And so far, it's went pretty well. So. Good. So uh, I was just going to ask that. How, how, how is the crowd, it seemed like, or the people that are coming in to watch you play, how is, how is that going? Pretty good, very good. Uh, you know, a lot of times we get a really good responses, and, you know, either people are just really kind or they, or they really like it, you know. They, they like the, say they like the music, they like the lyrics, you know, and it's just positive, uh, positive stuff, positive feedback, and we're trying to put out a positive vibe. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, uh, it's very, you know, motivating. So, Sal, when you guys are on stage um, and you're performing, how long is your set? And then is it, are you the only one singing or you have background or is it basically just you? For the most part, it's me, but uh, Adam Hernandez, he does he does do some backups. I, I keep pushing him to do more because he's actually a really good singer. Mm -hmm. He's uh, always been the front man for uh, many of his bands in the past. He's oh, always really? been the lead singer, yeah. Um, but now he's always joking that you know now i got a lead singer so why do i need to sing and he's <laughs> that's just right, that's you know right, and then right. at the end of practice i'm always sweating and yeah, gasping yeah. for air he's looking at me just laughing and i'm like man <laughs> he's like it's funny so um but he's a really good singer he's a he's a songwriter himself and mm -hmm. he has quite a catalog of music wow and um Excellent. you know i just really appreciate all he's done for me you know he's really helped me get things going again and uh, just getting back out there and, and making the dream come true. So. Amen, amen to that. So um, you talked about the Doors earlier about an inspiration. Who else was just some of your inspiration in rock? It could be rock, jazz, you know, classical music, because we've had a lot of different people say all kinds of different things, what influenced them. Who are some of your major influences and why? Well, influences, I mean, I, you know, one has got to be a uh, suicidal tendencies. Uh, you know, I just love suicidal, and it was Tom. Robert Trujillo. You know, just seeing him Kick like in. Mexican up there, yeah. long hair, playing the bass, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, man, I want to be like that guy. You know, and uh, just really like Mike Muir's uh, lyrics. They're very uh, intense and, very and, intense. and you know, pretty awesome. And it's one of my first shows. And uh, let's see, and then also like uh, Sublime. You know, I really liked uh, their style, and and then you know, their songs and lyrics and stuff. We had the, you know, honor of uh, playing with them towards the end, um, you know, after Bradley had passed away, but it was Long Beach Short Bus, uh, Eric Wilson and his other band. Mm -hmm. um, we got to play with them. And- um, Where'd you play at? The 
We played with them at uh, Pine Street. Oh, great, great, great venue. Yeah, great we played venue. with them. And then I remember they played at Roosters as well. And, uh, you know, I was working security and stuff, and I was all happy to lead them out of the bus. I'm like, and then uh, some stuff popped off, and the lady's like, Sal, I need you. I was like, but wait, I'm, I'm waiting to lead the band on stage. She's like, I need you now. And I'm like, oh, whatever. So, right, yeah. of course. So that's that's interesting. So and 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 the bass players you you mentioned Robert uh, Trujillo, who else has inspired you? Is he your main influence, or who else have you patterned yourself after? Um, you know, I mean, is it just you that is making your sound? Well, you know, for the most part, I mean, you know, there's grades like you know Flea and stuff like that, and uh, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper, you know. So, but um, you know, I really don't put myself up in that uh category exactly i kind of just like i said i always just uh i keep the the root notes you know and play and just you know focus on the vocals and whatnot you know some people give me props on my bass playing some people are like i see some other guys i'm like wow that guy could really play the bass you know me i but i just to me it was like being able to play and sing was always just uh it's hard yeah it's very hard so man. i just took that as like okay i'm not going to be able to do all this crazy stuff on the bass but as long as i can get the vocals out there and get the message across because that was a big thing is putting out the, the message for me who's a, a a vocalist i always people go well, why don't you play your guitar or something like that and i, I I'm, I'm the same way i'm a scratch player i i don't think so. i wouldn't want to do that because first of all even though i do want to do it i do play harp but it's like, it would be like for me, um, trying to sing and make pancakes at the same time. I, it's just impossible for me. It's not impossible, but I'd rather just be, leave it to the guys that, you know, Derek Mashua on guitar and, um, you know, Ken Yetzny on bass. It's easier that way when it's just like how you said, it is rather hard and it took you, like you said, it took you a little while. Mm -hmm. didn't it? Yeah. Um, when you're um, okay, what is your rig? What is, what is, uh, what's your instrument, and what do you what do you have what do you have uh, behind you? Got a uh, Music Man Stingray. Um, uh, watching Alice Cooper one time, and and uh, <laughs> like, and then the, yeah. I just like the bass player was just jamming, and I'm like, man, that bass sounds awesome, and I'm like, what kind of bass is that? And then I realized, you know, that it was a Music Man, and I'm like, you know, I want that. I want to have that kind of sound, and. Uh, and then uh, basically I got an Ampeg uh, 410. I used to have an 810, but then that thing was just too much lugging around oh, all man, the time. Oh, man, it's heavy. Exactly. So I'd like break my back before just getting <laughs> it to the show, and I'm like, oh, man, this is too much. And then people are you know, like, kind of, here's a little loud. Maybe you might want to turn down. I'm like, okay. So I figured, you know, we probably don't need that much, you know, playing some smaller venues mm -hmm. here and there. So I got the 410, Ampeg 410. And then I had a Gallon Kruger RB400, but recently it kind of faded out on me and uh one of my neighbors uh in the studio this guy he hooked me up with this carving so i've been playing through the carving and it sounds pretty good Carvin's so it's a good amp yeah you know um you know i just uh i really yeah should take it to the next level but i mean it's been working for me so you know and then uh my buddies they turned me on to this um this one um the bass player from uh King's X. Oh, yeah. There's another great bassist, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so they turned me on to his pedal, and then I, I plug in his pedal, and it just got like the tone from from King's X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great. It's great. So, so it's a pedal. It's yeah. actually a pedal. Yeah. And it's his pedal that he uses. Or yeah, he designed it. Oh you know, my goodness, King's yeah. X is such. I I don't even know if they're around. Well, again, you have we have a two year gap where there wasn't hardly anything really 
happening anywhere in the world, obviously. But they, that's an interesting, that's a great band. Yeah. A great bass player. Man, you've mentioned some really tremendous bass players, man. They're great, man. Nice. And I know for you, so when you're at home too, do you practice by yourself a lot or in writing lyrics and things like that, like you said? Yeah, mainly when I do, I, I play my acoustic. I play my acoustic a lot, and I, I write a lot of the songs on the acoustic. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I'll bring it to the guys, and then, you know, we'll formulate something after that. You know, uh -huh. I kind of show them where the idea derived from, you mm -hmm. know, and the basic chords. And mm -hmm. then, um, you know, and then the guitar player, like my old guitar player, uh, Jeff Schwansgard, he was just really good at you know i just would bring him an He's idea yeah and he would just you know just turn something magical you know and uh even adam you know just just you know just i'm like man stuff that i can never even really think of you know to play on guitar when yeah when you have a counter a, a partner in music that can identify where you're trying to feel yeah. and then they you just kind of rip around it and the next thing you know you go hell i got a song exactly you got a song so um when you're doing that and you're and you're playing, is that just the two of you, or is it with the whole, sometimes you create in a, with the band all you together? Know, you know, every once, mostly I do it by myself, you mm -hmm. know, and then bring it to to the guys and whatnot. And sometimes we'll just uh, jam out, you know, and just just start, you know, playing something new. And a lot of times, if you have the tape recorder recording and mm -hmm. stuff like that, then you go back and you listen to it and say, you know, that sounded pretty cool. That's how a lot of the songs originally came about, you mm -hmm. know, just. Scratch, yeah, just scratching, man. Um, what key do you play on, or do you mind where where you play? I mean, <coughs> does it me. really matter? There's some water by you. Somewhere. Oh, um, you know, a lot of times I'd have to say it's G. Excellent, that's okay. I mean, yeah, because I again, I was gonna say, you know, uh, like Sal, baby, I guess I'm just a G. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what do you call that? Because, Sal G. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, because I noticed a lot of songs are in G, and I'm like, you know, you know, my friends are like, man, that's in G. Oh, that's in G too. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's just what I I write in, you know. But um, no problem. Yeah. So, so just to give you a background on that, you should tell your friends that George Gershwin, one of the great songwriters of our time, right, wrote in F sharp. All the songs were in F sharp. Oh really? So, but he transformed, transposed them. Other people could transform uh, to any key, but he always actually wrote all his songs in the key of F sharp. Interesting. Yeah. So, so when somebody said, "Man, Sal, you're always in G," huh. and you should answer, and it, the reason why it's in G is because this song is very good, <laughs> and good starts with a G. There you, go. Nice. <laughs> you know. So, um, in the meantime, you guys are starting to play out, right? Yeah. Definitely. How's that feel? Feels great. Um, you know, we just had one of our best shows in a long time. You know, we were actually filming for the video, um, the, the video we're finishing up right now. And uh, man, we just packed the house. There were so many people there and it's just such a great feeling. Oh, you know? it I mean, sure is. See all your friends there and then people that you, you don't know, but they're enjoying the music. and. Uh, yeah, it's just a great feeling, you know. And then when you got your sound man there, we have a friend, uh, oh. Tim, you know, who's been yeah. doing our sound, Tim Bream. Yeah, he got a studio too. Um, and he actually recorded the song, uh, There Comes a Time for Us, mm -hmm. and uh, helped produce it, did a really good job. So he's been doing our sound, he's been traveling with us and whatnot. And it's just, just night and day when you have a good sound man there, you know. I mean, you don't have nothing to worry about. The world. It's just like, just go out there and do what you do, interact with the crowd, and Relax exactly. while you're playing. Now you're relaxing and really playing the stream. Yeah, uh, that's that's really really cool to have somebody like that. 
Where did you get the name and who thought of the name Sonic Tsunami? Well, you know, I knew that a question might come up too. Mm -hmm. uh, have to give credit to um, a buddy at my, uh, my old job. Uh, his name is Vaughn Rhodes. And, uh, you know, we were working together and, you know, the, the old band was the Stone Messiahs. And, you know, just that was for 10 years we had the name. And I just I wanted something new and fresh, you know, without any sort of controversy. You know, people would always ask me, you know, oh, don't you think you're being blasphemous or, you know, all this stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, I just want something about the music. And so I sitting there, we're brainstorming, we're at work. And, you know, I'm like, hey, Vaughn, you know, because he, he's really into the Beatles. He's really into music. I mean, he really, uh, you know, he... he uh, motivated me a lot you know mm -hmm. and, and and so i i was just like we'd sit there and talk music for hours at work and whatnot i said hey vaughn you know one day i'm like i need to come up with a new name you know help me think of a new name you know and then by golly i'm i i'm pretty 100 percent, almost 100 percent sure because i like i know i might have thought a part of it but then like he was just like sonic tsunami <laughs> oh i was like that's in, that's incredible i was like wait a minute I think Sounds that good. might be it. I think that might be it. It so. just kind of just rolls out. I like the artwork too on uh, that. You know, Sal, um, it's it's been a great to interview you, man. Time flies when you're on the show. You're going to be showing, we're going to be showing two of um, Sal's music videos because he says, Greg, I just saw, it's about the music when we were talking on the phone. This guy has so much energy. And when you talk to him on the phone, you know, he, he gives you that energy. Sal, it's been a pleasure having you on my show. I hope you to come back again. I would like to have you come back. Definitely, definitely. And uh, maybe Blue Voodoo and Sonic Tsunami will play a show together in the future. But sure. man, you are full of energy. I like your whole atmosphere. So what we normally do, we just give a shout out to all our friends. Thank you. Sal, thanks you. And we're going to give you a little kiss to all our fans. And Thank you again. This is Gregory Korea. Bay Area. Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Peace and love to all of you. Yes. Peace. Hang loose, baby.